0: Okay, we're going to look to God's word. And again, let's go before the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless his word to each and every one of us. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our loving Heavenly Father, again, we give thee thanks for thy word. We thank thee, Father, that we are a blessed people because we have copies of thy word and we can read it and we can meditate upon it and we can allow it to bless us. And so, Father, we just pray that you take your servant Hiding behind the cross this evening. that no one be seen, save Jesus only. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in our Savior's precious and worthy name. Amen. Amen. Uh, On the uh, 18th of March, uh, I preached a message which I call What the Bible Is. And we looked at some of the things about what the Bible is. It was a cleansing agent. It was a companion and a friend. It is a counsellor. And it is our song. I didn't finish that little message, but that's the points that we looked at. And it's taken from uh, Psalm 119. And of course, Psalm 119 is the longest psalm. It's got 176 verses in it. It's divided into 22 different stanzas. And each stanza has eight verses. And each one of those stanzas are preceded with one of the letters of the Hebrew Alphabet. Now, out of that 176 verses, 174 of those verses uses words like iniquity, commandments, judgments, statutes, and so forth. And so it's talking about the Word of God. That's what the Bible is to the believer. Tonight I want to study what the Bible does. What the Bible does. We can only hope and pray, folks, that. If there's anyone listening in tonight, listening to what has to be said, uh, I do pray that each and every one might uh, listen to the word of God and that they might yield themselves to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we heard of people getting saved through the preacher's word and the online messages both from Pastor Jekyll and other people who would preach You know, if they get saved, they would be cleansed of their sin. And then (laughs) the word of God would mean a lot more to them. Uh, It would be their companion. It would be their counselor. It would be their song. It would be sweetness to them and it would give them light. So we can only hope and pray that others come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we continue on in this study, uh, we see the first thing the Word of God does is recorded in verse 162. So that's Psalm 119 and verse 162. This is what the Word of God does. David, the psalmist says, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Now that word rejoice means to be jubilant, to be elated, to be overjoyed. And it was because of God's word, David was overjoyed. David was jubilant. He says, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. You know, whenever Israel... Uh, went out to war, uh, quite often the soldiers were rewarded with the spoils of war. The spoils of war were the riches, the money, the jewels, and anything else of value that they would find on the battlefield. They quite often plundered and searched the dead. Those dead soldiers, they plundered and searched and took their swords and their daggers and their rings and anything else of value. That, that was the spoils of war. And there would be great rejoicing among the soldiers when they find something of worth. And folks, all through the Old Testament, there are many records of this happening. I'll just read a couple to you. In Numbers 31 and verse 9 it says this, And the children of Israel took all the women of Midian captive and their little ones and took the spoil of all their cattle and all their flocks and all their goods. And folks, these women and children that were captive would become their slaves and their servants. And quite often they would be sold in the marketplace and more money gained as far as the spoils war, Now in Deuteronomy 2 verse 35 it says this, Only the cattle we took for a prey unto ourselves, and the spoil of the cities which we took. Then in 1 Samuel 14 verse 32 it says this, After the defeat of the Philistines, I'm saying after the defeat of the Philistines, it says, and the people flew upon the spoil. Mm -hmm. And so over and over and over again the soldiers were rewarded with the spoils of war. The spoil was their reward. And in many cases, it made them rich and they rejoiced. And David said, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Not just spoil, but great spoil. See, David was a soldier. He knew something regarding the spoils of war. And he compares this feeling of what he feels when he reads the word of God. You know, he can compare it with the time when he would go out to battle. And he would find great spoils of war. The jewels and the daggers and the gold. And they would be rejoicing. And when he gets into the word of God, he says, that's what it's like. He says, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. It's a rejoicing. I I, I just love to get into the word of God, David says. He compares it to feeling like that feeling when you find those spoils. I rejoice. Uh, There is jubilation. Uh, I am enriched, he says, uh, when I read thy word. Folks, let me just ask you uh, this simple question. How do you feel when you read the Word of God? Is it like you've just come across a, a pot of gold? Is, is it like you've just been enriched by many riches? How do you feel when you read the Word of God? How much souls you're in have you done, folks? You know, the battle is over. The, our Lord Jesus Christ has secured the victory the battle is over and now it's up to us to, to search and to dig and to seek out the spoil we need to get into God's word we need to dig into it we need to search it out, the spoil are you finding the riches that is contained in the word of God folks, the word of God makes us rich makes us rich beyond compare And it ought to cause us to rejoice. When you read the Bible each and every day, you say, well, that's my reading done for today. Or you read the Bible and say, boy, that is really rich stuff. That really spoke to my heart. Boy, I am rejoicing because I read that. It's been a blessing to read that word of God. How do you feel? when you read the word of God are you finding riches in the word of God David says I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil rich beyond compare David said I rejoice you know recently in England I was reading this story, recently in England a farmer lost a hammer in one of his fields one of his paddocks So he asked a friend who had a metal detector to try and find it for him. True story. And to cut a very long story short, over a two-week period, he unearthed 2,200 items. Gold bracelets, daggers studded with rubies, Gold crosses, gold coins, and many other valuable items. He was out looking for a hammer. It was entitled The Greatest Roman Horde. Look it up. Most of it is in the British Museum. Both men received over two million pounds each, about four million dollars each. Now the officials were at a loss to explain how. So much (laughs) was in one place, in one field. And the only explanation they could come up with was that it was some Roman soldier or soldiers who had hidden the spoils of war. It was hidden in the ground and ploughed over for hundreds of years. It's been hundreds of years since the Romans have been in England. The battle of Hastings, what was 1066. And very little after that. So these spoils of war had been hidden in the ground and plowed over and probably taken from one end of the paddock to the other. Everyone was delighted. And the consequences of all this was that when other farmers found out, they also went out to try and find gold in their paddocks. Yes, and there was great delight for the farmer. There was great delight for his friend. There was great delight for the Office of Antiquities. There was great delight for the British Museum. And all the other farmers went out to try and find spoil as well. As I thought about that, I just wondered... You see, this farmer found gold, found 2,200 items, and he was enriched, and he was overjoyed. And people around him saw that he was overjoyed, and they went out to try and do the same. Do people see... That we are overjoyed in the word of God. Do people see that we have been enriched with the word of God? So much so that they say, hey, my brother John is overjoyed with this word of God. I'm going to get into it as well. And see if I can get the same blessing out of the word of God. David says, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. One that find... Folks, are we like David. do we we really rejoice as one that findeth great spoil or is it just another chore is it just another thing we do in the morning or the evening or some other time Is is it like finding great spoil and we are so delighted that people see the blessings in us and they start to dig into the word of God as well I hope I hope and pray that we are all rejoicing as one that findeth great spoil. Because the word of God maketh us rich. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. That's what the word of God does. Now please look to verse 111. Verse 111. It says here, thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Thy testimonies have I taken for an heritage forever. David says, This is the desire of my heart. This is what I want. This is where my riches are. This is my heritage. This is what God has given to me. This is what God has passed down to me. And of course we know that David did not have the whole Bible. He had a few scriptures that he could look into. But he loved God's word, what he had of it. David really valued this book, the word of God, what he had of it. He loved God's word. It was everything to him. It is my joy, he says. It is my riches. It is my heritage. Folks, what more could we want in life? What other heritage could we desire? God has given us the record of himself. The almighty, omniscient, omnipotent God has written down, as it were, through the Holy Spirit and holy men, preserve for us his word which speaks about himself. What more could we want in life? He has given us this book. And folks, we need to value it. It's imperative that we read it. It's imperative that we appreciate what is in it. Listen, men and women have died To protect this book. Men and women have died. As they proclaim this. Even today. In China. In India. And many other places. Men and women who love the Lord. Are dying. Proclaiming. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Men and women have died. Trying to preserve this book and the Lord has given us his word and we have it and we bring it along on Sunday and we take it home to our homes and what do we do hopefully we value it hopefully we read it hopefully we meditate in it hopefully we appreciate what God has given us it's been preserved it's been handed down to us it is precious it is our heritage folks it's our heritage and folks we need to value it Above all riches. And yet the terrible thing today is that many deny it. Even standing behind pulpits like this, the liberals and the modernists deny the word of God. And many despise the word of God because it highlights their sin. Many are trying to diminish the word of God by bringing in all the new versions of perversions of the word of God. And many are trying to destroy it. And you and I know they never will. Folks, the Bible stands every test that man can give it. He has preserved it down through the centuries. And it shall be preserved right into eternity. Revelation 14 and verse 6 says this. And I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. Having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth. And David said Thy testimonies, thy word, thy testimonies have I taken for a heritage forever. What does the Bible do for us? Makes us rich, folks. It gives us a heritage. Thirdly, it blesses us. If you go back to the first two verses of Psalm 119, it says this. Blessed. Are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord? Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Right away at the beginning of this psalm, David tells us that we are blessed. We are blessed because of his word. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with their whole heart. Blessed are the undefiled. Blessed are they that keep. You know, over and over again, the word of God tells us we will be blessed if we walk according to his word. I hope you've experienced that in your life. What what is Psalm 1? Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. uh, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Where's your delight? tonight revelation 1 verse 3 says blessed are they that readeth folks there is blessings for those that read god's word it maketh us rich it gives us a heritage it blesses us what a gift That has been given to us. What a gift that has been handed down to us. What a gift that has been preserved for us. In these days. Psalm 112 verse 1 says this. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Have you been blessed this week? I hope so. That's what the Bible promises. Especially to those that walk aright. Read his word. And fear God. Well might we say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Blessings. Psalm 2 verse 12 says, blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. And Isaiah 30 and verse 18 says, blessed are all they that wait for Him. Now I want you to turn back just for a moment to Psalm 107. We have been blessed, folks. And you've just heard some of the verses. You know, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that speaks about God blessing us. But you know what his desire is? And David writes it under inspiration. Psalm 107 and verse 8 says this. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Did you get that? Well, look at verse 15. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for the wonderful works to the children of men. Did you get that? Look at verse 21. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Did you get that? Look at verse 31. All oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Hey, God wants us to praise him for all the blessings that he bestows upon us. Not once does he say it, not twice does he say it, not even three times, but four times in the one psalm. All oh, that men might praise the Lord for his wonderful works. Oh, we do not hear so much of men praising God in these days. You know, the charismatic movement has not got the monopoly on praise, folks. We need to praise God. We need to thank him for all his benefits and what he does unto us. Folks, if you were to go through this book, the Bible, and underline each verse that talks about us being blessed, well, you might just be surprised. You might just praise the Lord for his goodness. Folks, God wants us to be blessed. The word of God even finishes with this exhortation. In Revelation 22 and verse 7 it says this, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now what the Lord is saying is that he will bless those that keep the integrity of, Of this book. So study. To show thyself approved. Read the word of God. Because it blesses. Delight in his law. And meditate on his statutes. Because it blesses. Be doers of the word. And I'll have to make this the last one. What the Bible does. It gives us. Life life it quickens us or brings us back to life Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 you all know very well and you have he quickened who were dead in sins you have he quickened you have he brought back to life that's what that word quicken means you have he brought back to life who were dead you were dead before but he brings you back to life and you have he quickened now, we haven't got time to go into all these verses, but let me just quote them to you. They're all in Psalm 119 again. Verse 25, quicken thy me according to thy word. Verse 37, quicken thy me in thy way. Verse 40, quicken me in thy righteousness. Verse 50, thy word has quickened me. Verse 88, quicken me after thy loving kindness. Verse 93, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I'm sure there's others. <laughs> I stop there. I think that gives us enough. I think God tells us, how, how God wants to quicken us and the lord quickens us or the lord gives us life the word of god quickens us makes us alive that makes us alive for service folks there's no halfway measures go to the hospitals and they'll tell you you're either alive or you're dead you're either in christ or you're not you're either saved or you're not. There's no sitting in the fence with a foot in both sides. You're either saved, or you're not saved. You're either in Christ, or you're not in Christ. Listen, folks, the the Word of God has life-changing power. It changed my life. It has changed your lives. And for anyone listening in, and maybe you're not saved, the Word of God can change your life. Because the Word of God teaches us that through believing in the death, burial, resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, through believing in the shed blood that was shed for you, you can be saved. Acts 31, 16, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Folks, Ephesians 2 and verse 1. Applies to each and every one of us. And you hath he quickened, brought back to life, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Each one of us were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But praise God for many who have accepted God's offer of mercy. 1 Peter 1 verse 23 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the living word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, saves us, quickens us, and gives us life. Life forevermore. To spend eternity in our heavenly home with our Savior, who loved us and died for us. David said, Quicken thy me according to thy word. Well, folks, we've got another eight or nine pages to go, but we'll not do it tonight. We'll leave it for another time. I hope you get the gist of it, you know. Uh, What the Bible does. Maybe it would be a good thing at some stage when you have nothing better to do but to go through the Word and just underline what the Word of God does for you. Amen? let's pray. Our gracious God and our loving Heavenly Father, again we give thee thanks for the opportunity of being here this evening. We thank thee, our Father, that we can open up thy word. We thank thee for preserving it for us in these days. But Father, there is a responsibility and there's accountability, and we do pray, Lord, that we might be the ambassadors that you would have us to be that we might be the men and women of God that you would have us to be help us to be in your word studying it and giving it to others father we just give thee thanks for uh, what we've heard this evening and we do pray that you bless us as we go to prayer we ask all this in our savior's precious and worthy name amen amen